Hello and welcome to The Lord of the Storm, one of the best podcasts I've ever done. And coincidentally, the only one too. I am Dan Parr and today we are in Romans chapter 15. My reading is from my favorite audio Bible, my own easy to understand and read EUR audio Bible. That's just the thing you need to get more of God's word into your life. Psychologists tell us that whatever we listen to, whatever we dwell on will change us, changes how we think and act. And when you fill your mind with God's word, it's a powerful tool he uses to mold you to become all you can be in him. You can find my version by typing in Dan Parr or EUR Bible on Amazon.com or Audible.com. Let's ask God to bless today's reading. Father, we are about to encounter you in your word. Help us to clearly hear you today, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 15. Now, we who are strong in our faith should help those who aren't, and not live to please ourselves. Let each one of us please his neighbor in what is good, to help build them up. For even Christ didn't please himself, but, as it is written in Psalms, the criticisms of those who criticized you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for us to learn from, that through perseverance and through encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now the God of perseverance and of encouragement will help you to be of the same mind with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that with unity you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept one another, even as Christ accepted you to the glory of God. Now, I say that Christ has been made a servant of the Jewish people for God's truth, so that he would confirm the promises given to the forefathers, and that the Gentiles would glorify God for his mercy. As it is written in Samuel and Psalms, Therefore, I will give praise to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. Again, he says in Deuteronomy, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And in Psalms it states, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples praise him. Isaiah records this, There will be the root of Jesse, he who arises to rule over the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles will hope. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing him, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I myself am also convinced, brothers, that you are full of goodness, knowledge, and able to caution others. But I write more boldly to you, in part to remind you, because of God's grace to me, that I should be a servant of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, serving as a priest of the good news of God, that in presenting them, they would be made acceptable and sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, my boasting in Christ Jesus is in my service to God, for I would not dare to speak of anything except that which Christ worked through me by word and action to bring the Gentiles to obedience, by the power of signs and miracles, and the power of God's Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and as far as to Illyricum, I have fully preached the good news of Christ. I have made it my aim to preach the good news where Christ wasn't known, so that I would not build on someone else's work. As it is written in Isaiah, they will see to whom no news of him came. They who haven't heard will understand. Because of this, I was prevented many times in coming to you. But now, no longer having any place to work in these regions and having desired for many years to come to you, I will do so when I travel to Spain. For I hope to see you on my way and to be helped on my way by you, if I may first enjoy your company for a while. But now I say, I am going to Jerusalem, serving the saints. For it has been the joy of those in Macedonia and Acacia to provide a gift for the poor among the saints who are at Jerusalem. Yes, it has been their joy, and they are debtors to them. 
For if the Gentiles have been made participants of their spiritual things, they owe it to them to serve them in material things. So when I have accomplished this and have given them this gift, I will go on by way of you to Spain. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of the good news of Christ. Now, I beg you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, that you struggle along with me in prayers to God for me, that I may be rescued from those who are disobedient in Judea, and that my service, which I have planned for Jerusalem, may be acceptable to the saints there, so that I may come to you in joy through the will of God, and together with you, find rest. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. You can tell by that last sentence that Paul is wrapping up his letter to the Roman believers. And so as he prepares to close out his letter, he really wants to drive home the themes of unity and support. He knew that unless the church was united and believers were supportive of one another, it would not reach its full potential of what God could do through it. And it may even disband or fall apart. In the church, you're going to have different levels of spiritual maturity. People who have studied the word for years should be farther along in their journey than those who are new to the faith. This isn't always so, because remember, knowing about Jesus is not the same as knowing Jesus. You can have all the head knowledge in the world, but unless you surrender your heart to him and earnestly want to have a relationship with him, you are no better off than a person who knows nothing of him. With that in mind, Paul tells the Roman believers to please their neighbors, not ourselves, and to help others. And I find it interesting that he doesn't say please other believers, but neighbors. I think it goes without saying that we're to support other believers, but neighbors too, even if they aren't believers. In the Gospel of John, we're told that people will know we are Christ's disciples if we love one another. Remember that old song, they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Love is more than a feeling. It's also an action. If I tell my wife I love her, but never do anything for her, how is that going to work out? So it is in the world too. We're told to love our neighbors as ourselves, and that can mean putting actions to the words. Before we end for the day, I'll leave you this one story. I once had a boat, and it was used but new to me, and I was trying to figure some things out on it and make some repairs, and my neighbor sees me looking confused, and he comes over and helps me out. Well, it gets a little involved, and I have to go get a part, and he goes with me to make sure I get exactly what I need. He probably spent over an hour of his time helping me out and was just as nice as he could be about it. That night, I was talking to my wife, and I said, if I had done something like that, I'd be thinking I'm a pretty good Christian. But thing is, my neighbor wasn't a professing Christian. He was just a nice guy. And that convicted me. If he's just a nice guy, how much more should I be showing love and help others to lift up and glorify the name of Jesus? Let's pray. Father, thank you that you've been with us as we've studied your word. Today, Lord, you've told us to lift up and support others. Help us to do that so we can glorify you. We know we are most fulfilled in life when we get our minds off of ourselves and onto the needs of others. So as we go about our day, open our eyes to opportunities to love on you by loving our neighbors. We do love you, Lord, and we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. That is going to wrap it up for this episode. And like I mentioned yesterday, I'm thinking about changing up the podcast for our next book of the Bible to a little shorter in duration and focus primarily on the reading of the scripture. 
and not my commentary on it. But I want to hear from you. So if you have thoughts on that one way or another, let me know. You can email me at erubible at gmail.com. That's erubible at gmail.com. Thanks for listening today. God bless.